Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you for joining us here in Elim Church in Swanley. You're joining myself, Reverend Ben Cooper, and we have our brother Roy all the way. Reverend Roy, Reverend Roy, Pastor Roy, Brother Roy. So many titles he's carried and he's, he's been in the AOG ministry for such a long time and we were so blessed with uh, his word from last week with our, our brother Brian. But as we gather around, you know, and uh, we're looking into something that's really going to be really interesting at this moment as we just gather around the mics today. Thank you so much for joining us across the world. You know that this is not edited in any way this is just completely out of the barrel of truth straight out on cross the mics we don't put this through any system we do not take anything or add this is just straight as it comes out of our brother so may god bless him and strengthen him in the mighty name of jesus as you know you can find us on buzzsprout spotify iHeartRadio, and so many other social platforms to capture this stuff back through and amazon music and alexa so the title of today is the nature of the spiritual realm. Roy, thanks for coming back. Oh, bless you, bro. Good to be here. It's really good to have you with us. Let's see where we go, shall we? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, this is a very big topic, as you can appreciate, Ben. Yeah. And I think it's one of those topics that is can be easily misunderstood. And so I, I'm really approaching this not as a theologian, but as a practitioner. Yes. Uh, and the last two or three years, I've... I've actually studied to find out, you know, um, is there a scientific evidence? Is there evidence about a spiritual realm? Because, you know, we as ministers and, and those in our congregations know that there is a spiritual realm. We may not understand it, um, but we clearly see in Scripture that there is a spiritual realm. In fact, Paul, in fact, Paul taught and Jesus taught that whatever takes place in the spiritual realm actually has influence what happens in our physical realm. Yes. But this physical and spiritual realm <clears throat> were never right at the beginning were never separated. It's only become separated through the fall. And so I wrote a paper all about 30 years ago uh, in, and it was on creation. And in this paper I suggested that there was a fifth force and that the spiritual realm and the physical realm were one of yeah, the same yeah, domain yeah. And, until uh, the end of the innocent period where, um, as we know, Adam and Eve you know, rebelled and they get from the tree of knowledge. And at that moment, the spiritual realm was torn from the physical realm. And even when we sort of go through the Old Testament, we, we know the, the, that this spiritual realm exists. I mean, mm. you, um, very, very much so, doesn't it? Very much absolutely. so. Absolutely. And then you get obviously into the New Testament where, you know, the Holy Spirit came and, and there were angelic visitations. And where do they come from? All right, we say they come from heaven. Um, but... What I want to address um, in the short time that I have is really the fabric and, and the nature of the spiritual realm because it, it's there. Right now we're sitting in a room in the physical realm. We have our senses. We know this is all real. Yes. We're alive. Yes. But you and I know that there is a spiritual realm actually in this room mm. where there are angelic beings. You know, we can Most have definitely. a guess, guess what that looks like. Uh, I often <laughs> actually try and work that out in my mind and try and work out what does that look like because always I, my mind seems to go back to Psalm 91 for he will command his angels concerning you to lift yeah. you up. So that is really prominent in my being and thinking, yeah. what does this actually look like, this spiritual realm? I can't see it at the moment. Yeah. I actually long to see it. I would yeah. long to see the activity. Yeah that is in that spiritual realm and I know it exists I believe it exists and yeah. I, I will put my life on the line sure. that it exists and I don't have any doubt that it yeah. doesn't exist Yeah. but mm. the church in the UK 
seems to just push it aside and seems to be pushing at this moment everything is physical yeah. without accepting and teaching in the spiritual. We hear a lot about revivals. We hear a yeah. lot about, I would actually say, false prophets when I, when you, you hear a lot. So there, there's the spiritual realm of God and there's this spiritual realm that is very dark, isn't yeah. there? And, and you know, Paul said, you know, and he, and he obviously was writing about himself. He says, I knew a man 14 years ago yes. that was called up into the third heaven. Yeah. And, and he wasn't too sure if he was out the body or in the body. But right there, you know, we see that there is a spiritual realm. And he said, I saw things that a man's not permitted to talk about. So yeah. we can speculate. And mm. there is a good chunk of scriptures that gives us some idea, like in Daniel, yeah. about that. But I'm not necessarily in this session really going to talk about what goes on in that it's more about the existence the existence because that is key isn't it absolutely and and we've got to go right back to the beginning and so i'm going to take your listeners right back to genesis 1 1 and that's so important is it because that was in existence before we because the scripture actually tells us doesn't it in a few places before the world was before any formation of physical yeah he was yeah absolutely you know, God is eternal. God, God, it's God, fascinating. God uh, is not a creative being. He is. He is God. I mean, all the angels were created, so they had a beginning. But as we know, our Heavenly Father had uh, no no beginning because He always has been. I am. It's fascinating. You know? This subject, this spiritual realm, and it's like sometimes it almost feels tangible, touchable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I work in palliative care as a chaplain, mm-hmm. and I work in a very very heavy area because I'm with people when they cross over mm-hmm. and I sense when this activity because I can't be careful what I say mm-hmm. you can sense when 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 death is about to approach yeah you, I've been in it for seven eight years yeah and when you're journeying with people spiritually and the end is almost at their door you can sense that there is another world. And, and I've had a few experiences, to be honest with you, where I, I step into this bubble, yeah. but the world seems to stop. And I go, it, you go, it's really difficult to explain. It feels mm. that you go into a world that is very real mm. and it's very quiet and there is angelic activity. And you can feel the atmosphere mm-hmm. changing. So I believe I've had quite unusual encounters in that but not yep. with my physical eyes but sure. with yep. I, I don't even like to use the word atmosphere is that a correct way to, to yeah to, you can to, sense it yeah you, you can, can I can sense, sense it, it. Yeah. My, my physical it's an awareness being, awareness, there's awareness yeah, yeah, yeah. around us mm. the earthly life is coming to an end but there is an eternity mm-hmm. about uh, there is something about to happen yep. and it's almost tangible the air becomes almost tangible and you've it actually feels like time has stopped. The world mm. has stopped, and I'm mm. in this mm. zone, this place, and I'm thinking, this is upon me now. I, c- I can feel it. God, mm. angelic activity. There, there, mm. is, there is something. Mm. There is some other power which I know. Yeah, and it's tangible. Yeah, I've, yeah. A- I've experienced that feeling. Yeah. So Wonderful. for me, it's very, very yeah. real. So this subject, yeah, is really hot. Yeah. Well, there's two verses that um, I, I want 
your listeners to sort of anchor in on because this is really what drive which yeah. which drives me. And it did do thirty odd years ago when I when I wrote the paper. And then it's Hebrews eleven three. It says, "By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word yes. of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible." You know, so there's an element where we have to apply faith because there are certain things that will go beyond our comprehension. Yes. You know, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm no physicist. I don't claim to be a theo- theologian or a scientist. It's just that the Holy Spirit took me on a journey three years ago to study quantum physics wow. to really get a handle on the spiritual realm. So the second verse that I want to put alongside that, uh, Ben, is that it's words of Jesus in John 5 verse 47 where it says if you don't believe the writings of Moses how will you believe in my words and I I, I think this is the way we approach God's word that that Moses wrote the first five books of the Torah so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right we know that Moses wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit we we get that but when we come to Genesis 1 you know the Lord the, the Lord reminds us that when we read six literal days, it's six literal days, and we apply faith, and that's it. So for me, as a game believer, over. game yeah. over. I don't need Spot to. On. I don't need to. Okay. I find absolute peace in it, but I know pastors and leaders. Tell me about in the church <laughs> that won't even like. Why am I whispering? I ain't got a clue. I, yeah. Right? That they they won't even engage. They believe. They believe in this crazy yeah. theory. Uh, I have to of say the gap of the. Of the millions of years sure. of evolution, but they're yeah. behind pulpits. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you don't get Genesis correct yeah. through the Holy Spirit, I believe it throws everything else out. The fundamental teaching is is God said let there let there be and there was, and that is it. Yeah. You see, it all started with a deception. Yeah. Um, and well, as everything does. Yes. And, and a deception was we've got to go back a little way, and it really comes out of of. Um, uh, of a well, you've, I'm sure that you're aware of the Schofield Bible. Well, yeah, anyway, there was a, there was a man called um, uh, Darby, Dar- Dar- Darby, you know, John Nelson Darby. He yeah. really that they believe he was the sort of guy that brought about the teaching of dispensational teaching. Now, I'm not going to really get into that no. because though I'm not a classical dispensationalist, yes. um, you have to be dispensational when you approach mm. um, eschatology. When you when you approach um, Bible prophecies like getting into Isaiah, you, you've got to approach it literally, even like the tribulation, the antichrist, the false prophet, yeah, yeah. all of those characters, you've got to view it for the eyes of being dispensational. Yeah, it, it, It's a must. Well, sadly what happened, um, this kind of teaching started a bubble along and and Schofield, bless his cotton socks, uh, put the Bible together. But in that, he, he 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 put his commentary, and in that commentary, to address what was going on in the in in that century, uh, in the nineteenth century, he because obviously you had evolution that was uh, getting traction. Um, he started to to write, which we would call the gap theory, mm. um, which, which I'm afraid. It, well, am I afraid? No, I'm not afraid. No, we're not I was afraid. Just gonna, but I know I don't, what you're saying. I, I I I don't use this word lightly. But heresy, the fact that yes. you know that the world was created millions and billions of years ago, and when you get to the six days, each day represents thousands or millions of years. So all of this is poetic. Um, and so romance the, yeah and and, and, yeah, yeah. and dear older uh, this 
you know, this gap theory. And it helped really with the brethren in the early years of the brethren movement, because that's where dispensationalism mm. really came from, is that um, they would sort of say that there was what they call a Lucifer's flood. And I'm not going to get into all of that, but uh, to nail it down, basically that the whole creation, the cosmos was created millions of years ago, which allows for the dinosaurs and all of that kind of stuff. And then by the time we get to these six days, we're now entering another age. So there's a gap. There's a gap. Well, uh, there isn't a there's gap. There's no gap. Let me just say this straight now, off the bat, okay, you, you're going to need more faith to believe in the gap theory than you do a six-day literal creation. I I completely no. agree. And and I will continue to the day I go to glory, or he takes me home in any shape or form, um, <laughs> I, I will adhere to uh, a six-day creation. Um, and so let's let's just start with this verse one, because believe it or not, uh, ben, it's all here, and it's and it's when you start to look at science and you approach it with a genuine desire that you want to know the truth. Yes. You don't want to pick up someone's theory, but you you just want to know the truth, and you know the heart of it. That hey, if if God says I've done it in six days, well, that's good enough. So I apply faith, trying to say, okay, Lord, how did you do it? I know you just spoke the word and it came into being. I get that, but what wow. was the mechanics of it? Yeah, what was yeah. the science of it? You know? that, that's correct. That that really is correct. And obviously, that this is where we can draw on um, where God gives us revelational knowledge, doesn't He? Because n- knowledge is limited, isn't it? Yes. We can see this now, what we're studying. Yep. So there has to be another layer where God will take someone's faith or take us or whoever is looking, as you just said, Lord, yep. I want to go further. Yep. So it is only God that can take us deeper, isn't it? Because... When we look at this, we can see how some people get a little bit, oh, hang on a minute, this can't be. But when you believe and you know that you are redeemed and God is real and we bring all this together, Mm -hmm. I believe, I really believe that God reveals as we get more hunger or as the scripture says, we become more eager. We become eager. I want to know, I want to know, I want to know. So would you agree that knowledge is really limited it in is. this, in you know, it is sure. limited, and then and then it's got a ceiling. And then it's then the only way that we're going to discover more or know more is literally God to take us into that. Absolutely, revelation truth is what we all need to, and that's what we live by. Yeah, you know, we live yeah, by, yeah. by 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 the rhema word, the, the spoken word of the Spirit into our lives from the logos. Fantastic, yeah. God is. Anyway, good. so. Jumping in there to verse 1, you know, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and then you go on to verse 2, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. You know, and, and right there, you, yeah. you've got to start to look at what what's happening because there, there we actually have, you know, we have an existence of water. I would say it was more like... And I know I'm speculating at this point, yeah, yeah. Uh, is like some kind of plasma soup. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. But clearly, God is in the picture, and He is over it. And and though I find it very difficult to imagine what that verse really looked like, yeah. I can see mm. the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So, right, God's got His hand on the pulse. He's, he's there. Now, this is where it gets exciting for me when I started to go and and study uh, quantum physics because he says, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Okay, now, for most of my Christian life, I most probably thought that that light was natural light. 
Okay, but we know, yes. and when I was here yeah. last week, yeah. we, we, we sort of talked about it appearing on fourth day was when yeah. natural light came along. Yes. So this light here, and, and in the paper that I wrote, as I say, many years ago, was that this was the catalyst for me to believe that there is a fifth force. There has to be a fifth force. See, because there's four forces that is in the standard model of physics. Now, without boring your listeners by going through those four, all right, uh, even the standard model uh, is still uh, a little bit untidy, to say the least. Sure. Okay, yeah, it's, yeah. Com- it's, it's a long way from where it should be. <laughs> okay, um, so what we have is this, what I call, uh, quintessent preeminent light. Oh, that's right? a big word. That word quintessent basically is is we get it from the from quantum physics. So yeah. anybody who studies that will know what quintessent means. All right, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, preeminent it goes without saying light. So it's yeah. it is a light, but it's far superior than natural light. So um, whereas you know when we talk about light, it has photons. You know, and, and electromagnetism, which is part that we 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 know what carries that. Um, this light, we we would have to say, I, I can't even begin to speculate um, what it actually consists of, although I know it exists. Now, the reason I, we know that and we can be confident is because this preeminent light manifests periodically through all the Old Testament and even into the New Testament. It's there. Now, why I say that mm-hmm. is because you and I know that there is another dimension, Yes. Okay. There is another dimension Mm. which we call the spiritual realm. Yes. Right. So why we're at to is that when God is saying this, what he's actually doing before he goes to work on creating creation as we know it, the physical earth. Yes. Right. He's actually putting out for what the canvas of the cosmos. So he's saying, let there be light. Now, just follow with me on this. It it actually says that in verse 4, and God saw the light and that it was good. And here is a fundamental uh, issue or point okay. when we get to understanding the spiritual realm. It says, and God divided the light from the darkness. Again, we must... Interesting. At this point, what you have is that light is an energy. So preeminent light is an energy. When God divided the light... From from the darkness, he's not, he's not addressing natural light. And, of course, where there is no light, there is natural darkness. Yes. He's actually dividing light from matter. Okay, okay so right. So, so what you've got here is matter and energy. He's separating the two. This is fundamental. So when you've got matter, even uh, physicists today talk about dark matter and dark energy. Yes. Now, the yes. reason they use that term is simply that they cannot actually see uh, the matter, Mm -hmm. um, but they can see its effects. It's the same with dark energy. They call it dark energy because they can't can't, physically see it. Correct. Or or be observed. They they can observe its behaviour. So if you push any physicist really hard on what is dark matter, you would get a statement like, okay, Dark matter, though this is all a theory, this is what they will say, it's really like dark gravity. Okay. okay. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. they seem the the behaviour of dark matter as gravity, it, 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 it attracts. It's attract. Whereas uh, dark energy 
okay, it's a force where actually it repels. Okay. Okay. So what we've got here is that God in the first day yeah. is he's dividing matter from energy. Now, to 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 imagine That's got it, quite a deep spiritual okay. flow to this as well, hasn't it? Well, if if you follow with it, uh, yeah. it, it, it it is not complicated. No, it's not complicated, but you okay. can see the forces of darkness you can see or i don't know if i've got this right but when i look at this and listen to what roy is 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 bringing to the mics you can see that there is a separation with the matter the the energy the lights and everything that's going on here but also you can see that it's almost as if they're how do you how do you i can i can feel it i can sense it but it's like to me, like the, the the dark energy is Satan being separated from the light. That there is there is more to this than creation for me. That this okay. is a, a I can, separating. I can, sure, I, I I can see where you're going with a sort of sort of spiritual yes. uh, kind of application. Yeah, yeah. But let me just say for you for your listeners, uh, this dark matter is not mm. evil. It's part of the creation yeah, soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plasma it's part, soup. So, so when you look at this, this 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 is good. Yeah. Because we said God saw and it, it was good. good. And, and I'm, I'm going to get there yeah. because yeah, yeah, once yeah. he finished it, it was complete. Yeah. And that's another That's very important, isn't it? Absolutely. Completely. Totally. To- totally. So with this actual, uh, he calls the light day and, and the darkness night. Okay. Now, some are saying, well, hold on. How do you measure? Is this all before time? Mm. And that, well... I, 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 I personally believe this. This is, I've sort of tried to pray and, and get a, an angle on this to say, Lord, because it's very difficult to visualize. Yes. Okay. It, it really is. And so there is an element of faith here, but I, I don't want to go beyond the text. I don't want to go beyond no, no, scripture. No, no. no. Okay. So I, I, I'm, I'm convinced that when, um, he started to right at the beginning, uh, divide energy, uh, from matter, actually what was created is, is gravity. And so what you have is the beginning of the coming together of the sphere of the earth as we know it today. As we know it. Okay, okay so you've yeah. got the water canopy, you've got matter there. Mm-hmm. And what gravity does, if you understand physics, basically if you've got energy in the pull away, I, I personally believe that within this first day, the earth as a sphere was formed and started to rotate at the rate that it is today. Maybe it's fluctuated a little bit over mm-hmm. the 6,000 years. Some say it's slowing down. But in terms of, you know, the Earth spinning, for example, around 24 hours as we can measure, that was the speed on the first day. So it's not like, oh, you know, like this first day is not 24 hours. It could have been 24 million years. Okay. Okay. So the sphere is moving. It's rotating. Straight away. Yeah, because the gravity force from the, the whole relationship between dark matter and dark energy... Bump, but actually, the this energy now, which we know, and what we I personally believe is preeminent light, yeah, which is the fifth force, which the they fifth. haven't found yet. That I doubt that they will ever really see it, okay, um, because it, it's seven times greater than natural light. Isaiah tells yeah, us yeah, that, yeah, yeah. okay, and um, so moving on to the next step, because the next step is where it, I think, it gets very exciting, because. As you start to have the the sphere formed, uh, God goes to work uh, 
on the earth. And so you see there's creation taking place on this sphere. So yeah. in that first day, you had the sphere, it's spinning, but then uh, the law goes to work on day three, uh, two and three. Then we come to day four, and this is where we really move into uh, the whole landscape. And on day four, uh, he created uh, the sun, the moon, the stars, yeah, yeah. the galaxies. Now, I expect some of your listeners saying, oh, dear, so they start yawning, saying, oh, how can you justify, you know, galaxies that are billions and billions of light years away? Well, this is very easy to explain, mm-hmm. okay, in the concept, okay, if if Heavenly Father is using preeminent light. Yes. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use some verses for your listeners because... The Bible's not quiet on this, okay? No, no, no. The Bible is not quiet on the fabric of space. So so when God spoke the word within one rotation of the planet Earth on that day, all these stars, galaxies, were stretched and put in place within 24 hours. Right, okay. Okay? Some would say he threw he threw, okay. yeah. but I give you some scriptures. The fabric of space here. He stretches out the heavens. Job nine eight. Yeah, he stretches it like a curtain. Psalm one hundred and four. There's Isaiah forty verse twenty two. There's Isaiah forty two verse five. There's Isaiah forty four verse twenty four. There's Isaiah fifty one verse thirteen. You even go into the Psalms, um, and even in Jer- uh, Jeremiah ten twelve. So there, there is all numerous verses of scripture that describes. Mm-hmm. Um, the fabric of space. Yeah. All right. We, we're told in Isaiah that it can be torn, Ben. We're, we're, we're told in uh, Psalm 102 it can be worn out like a garment. And in fact, this is the exciting bit. It says it can actually be rolled up in, in yes. Revelation. Yeah, it's rolled up. Yeah. Now, that tells me straight away if it can be rolled up, there has to be another dimension. You cannot roll four dimensions up if there's not a fifth. If there's not a fifth. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Right. So, so, yeah. so, so on the outside, there has to be something on the outside of that dimension, the fourth that you're saying. Right. But this, correct. Abs- absolutely. So, so even Einstein, bless his cotton socks, <laughs> it took him to, to quite late in his life where he started working on what we call space time. He said yes. the four dimensions. Yeah. Um, and so you, so you've got, Height, width, depth, and you've yeah. got space-time. So you've yeah. got the volume and space-time. Well, the Apostle Paul, right, he alludes to four dimensions. Yes. In Ephesians. He does. All right? So, I mean, if you want to play around with the Greek, we can see that it, that he doesn't always made a mistake and he's repeating a word. He no. uses a different Greek word. Yes. Okay? So, and that is to do with breadth. Mm. So you've got width. But then he uses a different Greek word for breadth. Breadth. Okay? So wider. Wider. Okay? So... Though I have to say, you know, uh, Paul wasn't sort of teaching uh, space-time or anything like that. He was conscious that there was a four-dimension. There was more. Correct. And then we come to the fifth dimension. So let's get him right back to uh, dear old Adam and Eve. So (laughs) when he created it, at the end of six literal days, he said it was good. Mm. All right? So it was perfect. Okay? So then we begin what we call the innocent period. Now, the length of the innocent period, theologians have tried to come up with ideas, and I don't think it really matters how long that period was. It's not critical. But there was a period of time where Adam and Eve really had what I call pure kinonia, 
koinonia where where he communed yes. with with the Lord in the garden. Mm. And it was absolutely perfect. They're now unblemished, not affected by human hand as we know today. Correct, perfect, perfect. And and to me, that is heaven. That is heaven. You know, when you think about yeah. it, yeah. I mean. I mean, I, I believe it, 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 it was a Christophany, uh, you know, Jesus in pre-incarnate form, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, being with Adam uh, in, in the garden, no mm-hmm. doubt about that. But in that period, or the, that period of time, the spiritual realm and the physical realm were one of the same. We still think like, and, and the yeah, reason we can yeah. say that is because we've been given the model uh, through um, the tabernacle of Moses, through the, the temple of Solomon, and even the temple of Zerubbabel. Ezekiel's temple is, as it, the only difference is uh, the tabernacle of David, which is the blueprint of the of the New Testament church. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the uh, um, the blueprint of the tabernacle of David, that's just refer- is for referring to the church the church but when you look through uh, the, the temple throughout the old testament and even the ezekiel temple mm-hmm. um the third temple um you see that that is the blueprint of creation so let me just run through it uh, very quickly you have the holy of holies right mm-hmm. that there is of course father and throne and we've got the seraphim around him uh, and we know that's that's where the god Godhead resides. Now, then you've got the holy place, which, which is heaven. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that when we get to heaven, there's a little room where uh, it's the holy of holies and, and the, 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 the throne room of God. Not at yes, all. No, no. But when you look at the scriptures and look at heaven, you can see that the, that the throne room yes. is, is, is different from heaven itself. From heaven itself. And even yeah. those that serve uh, Father yeah. uh, at the throne are different. They're seraphims, you've got cherubims, but cherubims as a role is different. <clears throat> so when our loved ones die and go to immediately yes. with the Lord, they yeah. go to the holy place. Yeah. Okay? Now, when Father started here on Genesis 1-1 and what we've just talked about, he created the court. Yeah. Now, the court was one of the same. But what happened when Adam blew it... Um, the court became the inner court and the, the inner, outer court. Inner and the outer. Right. Okay. So when you look, we've got a good commentary in Ezekiel yes. that talks about the profane thing. Yes. It talks about the priests. And what happens is is that Adam and Eve committed the profane or common thing in yep. the Garden of Eden. At that point, At that point. the court was severed wow. and you had that yes. inner yeah, court yeah. and an outer court. Yes. And that is the blueprint. So what you had, even... We don't know how long, but what happened when um, Adam gave up uh, uh, his dominion? I mean, he surrendered it. He over surrendered to, it to, to Lucifer yeah. and handed it all over. Uh, you know, he began to die. You mm-hmm. know that the, the curse came, and, and that's a whole other subject. But you see that the Garden of Eden, he he was removed immediately mm. from the Garden of Eden. And for a yes. period of time, we know that there was a cherubim or cherubims that protected the, the tree of life, that he could not get access to the tree of life. Yes. Right? So 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 you had two trees. You had you had you had the tree of knowledge, yeah. okay, which he ate from. Yeah. And you had the tree of life, mm-hmm. okay, uh, which is the life. And so what you've got is these two principles. And I think there were more than just trees. Yeah. Right. And in fact, even if you look uh, into uh, the furniture uh, in in the temple and Moses' 
tabernacle, um, you've got a, a, a mini Eden. Okay, of that's, course. That's what you've yeah, got. That's what you've got, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we know that God's very, very uh, hot on, on, on what I call prophetic language and sims and symbols. Mm, and oh, yes. He's very tidy uh, very. In, in, in many, many ways. And so um, what happened is, is that the curse came and, and the planet began to die. Mm-hmm. And that moment, the spiritual realm was severed from the physical realm. So spiritual laws changed. He began to die. So faith before then wasn't required. Faith is a spiritual law that was yeah, activated yeah, yeah. because of the fall. Yeah. Sacrifice had to be activated because of the fall. Because, yeah. So so a whole load of spiritual laws had to take place just like we have spir- uh, have um, laws in physics. Yeah, so there was a starting point. Yeah. So when the fall happened, that's when the starting point of salvation had to come into play, redemption had to come into play sacrifice comes into play but before the fall it was perfect absolutely it was pure yep and you spoke about um the physical and the spiritual being one now my mind and my thinking uh, has gone to the point in genesis where it says uh, god walked in the call of the garden yeah now that interests me god walked in the call of the garden mm. now if god is god and god is god and when i look at this I think, right, okay, if God is, no one has seen God and can live. Sure. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, that's how I understand the word. But then for the scripture to say for God walked, does it mean literally walked in the garden? Because for someone to walk, you've got to have two legs. Yeah. So there has to be the physical, Yeah. because the scripture says, and God walked. Yeah. It doesn't say God floated. No. It said he walked. So there yeah. had to be... A physical presence mm. of God, or was it the Word, Christ? Yeah. yeah. You touched on a little bit of that yeah. earlier on. I mean, I'm not dogmatic the fact that it was Jesus in pre-incarnate form, yeah. but I, I I believe that that there's a high probability it was. But if you sort of said, Roy, do you believe it was Father? I have no reason not to do, to, to, yeah. to disagree with you. I've, there's no reason there's no why reason. I could challenge that uh, because Jesus is God. But if it's a case of him being there, uh, the first person of the Godhead, that is very feasible. Um, mm. When you follow the language through the Old Testament, we know that the Lord appears, you know, um, yes. yeah, yeah, several yeah. times. Several times. Yeah. Throughout the scriptures, um, I think that could. I think that it is quite a key point when mm. people go, "Well, what relevance is it?" God walked in the call of the garden. The walking, I believe, will help a lot of people in the understanding that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and yeah, and He was, and, and the Word became flesh. So we have evidence, don't we? Yeah, that there is a, a physical. Can I use the word being, physical, two legs, however, <laughs> I don't know. But the word walking means so much. Yeah. To walk, you've got to have legs. Yeah. Then well, the word became flesh. So yeah. when you're talking about the physical and the spiritual was one at that point. Yeah. Yeah. There's evidence to actually, to hear it, to see it through the word of God, isn't there? Yeah. And and I think I touched on this last time, is, is that Lucifer would have been present. I mean, yes. he, he wasn't fallen at that stage. And I'm quite comfortable about that because all the verses that we would uh, use as as proof that he was a cherub and he fell yeah, and yeah, took yeah. a third of the angels, all the commentaries around that, though, yeah. 
Yes, I might say it, it, it's sort of poetic language. But when you look at that language, it's all referring to the context of creation. Yeah, It's yeah, always yeah. the context of creation. So I personally don't believe the rebellion started in the gap theory, you uh, know, billions of years yeah. earlier with Lucifer's flood, nor do I believe that Lucifer had already mm. rebelled, uh, you know, yeah. um, during the six-day period of creation. I think it's something that after he saw it and, and, and there was a period of time, we don't know how long, well, I, 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 I can imagine Lucifer in the garden and he would have been allowed to be there seeing Adam and Eve having fellowship with yes, God yes. in a way that he could never. Because cause yeah, Lucifer, yeah, yeah. though he was a cherub, yeah. okay, and, and a cherub with clout, he, he, he was not human. So he had authority. Oh yes, very much so. And there must but, have been some form. But he wasn't. Of, the thing he wasn't created he wasn't, for the physical realm. So, so this is this is yeah. So this is where we have. So it's interesting, isn't it, that if he and he was a spiritual being, mm. feelings come into play because why? There has to be some form of feelings so, with with. Jealousy. Sure, sure. See, celestial, see, he was a celestial being. Yes. Okay? Uh, and that means he was a creative being. And so he had a beginning, and of course we know he's going to have an end. Yes. Um, and that's the same with every single angel. When, when, when Adam was created, he was created in the image of God. Yeah. Something that eventually Lucifer wanted. Yes. And he knew he couldn't have it. Because he was never created in the image of God, only Adam was. Yes, and 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 so these 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 kind of um, emotions that you're referring to, um, like jealousy. So yeah. that, that, this this that's a real hard one to it's go really into. It's really difficult, oh, isn't it? It is, and and I I don't think I could ever ever do it I don't justice. Think any, I don't think any um, anyone really could, in all sure. degree, to bring us to some. But. It fascinates, it fascinates the mind, doesn't it, to think yeah. that this celestial being that yeah. was created was a lesser being than Adam. Yeah. So for the for the lesser, there must have been something in mm. what he see. Yeah. To trigger some form of emotion. Yeah. On speculation, isn't it? But yeah, it's a mystery. Yeah. So. Moving on regarding once, you know, Adam blew it and the spiritual realm is torn away from the physical realm, is then, then you start to move in the realm that Satan can abide in. And that is, yeah. for example, we go to Job, for example. I thought for years, how, how on earth could, could, could Job sit down and not sit down, but you know, even consult, you know, have a chat to a member of the Godhead when he rebelled, you know, and it, and, and, I had to work that through quite a bit over the and years. That, that you know? must have taken years well, because I, I can't grasp. It, it's like one of them. There's certain points in the Bible that just fr- you just don't even go. You can't yeah. even go there. Yeah. So to tackle a, a, an area like that. Well, I I I, I did. I, yeah. I had a real good go at it, and, and some of the answers in like Psalm 83. Okay. That is, Psalm 83 is a powerful. Mm. I could write a book on that alone. Psalm yeah. 83 because um, when you start. Understanding that the spiritual realm was created uh, within the physical realm, there was one, and then it separated, is that you then follow it that that Jesus in his sovereignty, or God, or Yahweh in his sovereignty, had a council that 
existed in the in, yes, in yes. the spiritual realm. Yeah, yeah. And so the Lord says, well, you know, where you come from is to and fro walking along the earth. Well, obviously, yeah. he, he's not physically in the physical realm. He's in the spiritual realm going mm. to and fro. Mm. And so there are... So there are various scriptures that that really shows that that there is there a is. council, there is. a divine council yeah, yeah, yeah. set by the sovereignty of God within the inner court. Yeah. Okay. Now, Lucifer is not in heaven; he was thrown out, but he resides in the inner court. But we today reside yeah. in the outer court. In the outer court. Now, of course, when when the law comes back, yeah. this is the exciting bit, and this mm-hmm. is why I'm I'm dispensational in my theology when we we talk about uh, uh, the last days and and the literal millennium. You can only hold to a pre mill view being a dispensationalist. Yes, sure. Right, and so the Lord is coming back, and He's literally going to restore it as it was before Adam blew it. So. When the law comes back at the end of the Great Tribulation period, mm-hmm. it's going to be like the innocent period. All right, you're going to have mortal man still around that are that 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 are, are, are mortal, but you and I will be immortal and we will reign with him during this thousand years. Now I know that's another subject, that's but massive. why? But why I touch on that? You have to touch it, on that it's, it's, because it's, it's connected. Oh, it's, absolutely! It's like we start. <laughs> talking about one and, and the thread just goes on and on and on doesn't it it's, it's difficult where to draw a line because it's all connected you can't separate it no no and i just want to touch on a couple of things so i appreciate time's really pushing okay, on, we're fine. On, on on ben is that um this age of of the universe you see and you say well roy that sounds really nice you know uh quintessent preeminent light bang yeah he really did it Could and there it was bang um the thing is, is that when you look at the evidence, so, so yeah. let's just look at the evidence, all right? The evidence really points to the fact that that it isn't an old universe, all right? Yeah. It's a young, young. young creation. It's a young universe. And I'll give you an example, and some of your listeners will, will be blessed by this in the next month, within the next month. They say that like a star, they, they, they've graded stars. So, for example, mm-hmm. our sun is grown as a population one star, right? And, and as they've looked around our galaxy, the Milky Way, they've seen certain stars that they believe um, are, are older, so they call them population two. Yeah. Now, of course, as, as you follow this, as the line of, yeah. of thought, yeah. they're now talking about a hypothetical a population three where yeah. you see a star formed. Mm-hmm. And taking form and and from the Big Bang, yes. Now, of course, we know that that's not correct. So, when you they've surveyed uh, as many galaxies as they can, they find population one stars. They find wow. population two, but they have not yet found population three. They haven't found one. Well, we know why, don't we? Because God made them all in a day. In right? one day, of course, he did. Yes, of course, he did. Scripture, and he threw them out there seven times faster than the speed of light. And since we've been talking, they are still expanding, still expanding. as the speed of light. Some say, some uh, have, have declared that it's possibly faster than the speed of light, but I'm quite content just to say yeah, it's expanding at the speed of light. That would do me. Okay, I'm quite Finished. happy with that. Yeah. All right. So when we sort of then tie it all back from, from the point of, of these uh, uh, planets being so so old, you know, and you can't find these old planets. You just 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 not out there. 
Why I, I say to your listeners that will most probably be very interested in the next three or four weeks is because, as you're most probably aware, uh, there is this big, mighty telescope called the James yeah, Webb yeah, Telescope. Yeah. And they're all getting excited. It's about 10 times more powerful than the Hubble. And, and physicists uh, are all getting really excited that they honestly believe they're going to see uh, population three stars. Really? They're gonna, they even believe they will see evidence of the Big Bang. Wow. Now, I can tell you, okay, um, and I'm not, you know, that bright really. I can tell you what you're going to really see when they switch that uh, switch thing on. And they say they will just see more and more, more mature galaxies. Of what we got. Of course they will. It's and then they will say this. Oh, uh, the, the, the universe is not 30 billion years old. We think it's like 60, 70 billion years old. So they'll just be chasing and chasing. Chasing and forever chasing. Of course they will. Uh, and yeah. and <laughs> we know that time is running out in terms of the law coming back. Yeah. And so, there are, so there's going to be loads of other signs that will show you and I mm. that we're living in the last days because there is going to be tangible evidence... That the yeah. spiritual realm is, is starting to be broken up, and there's going to be breaches of the spiritual realm back into the physical realm. That in itself is is is, is another uh, uh, subject. But what I want to catch up just before I, I I finish our little session is dealing with the fabric of of of, of space. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So so just just go with it with me. So we 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 know. The vastness of space, and, and it, it's not infinite, it's finite. It's finite. It's finite, okay? Yeah. And it's the same the other way. Now, there was this physicist called Planck, all right, Max Planck. He was a, a, a German uh, physicist that won the Nobel Peace Prize because he's the man that is Mr. Quantum in his yeah, early days. Yeah, and, yeah, he's, yeah. and really, he, he broke the mould, so yeah. to speak. Uh, and he was a very clever chappy. And um, uh, and there's things like what they call Blank's constant and, and Blank's mm-hmm. length. And I just want to touch on Blank's length because this yes. brings it home to you and I, right? Yeah. This is science. This is not hodgepodge theory. So this is really important because, as you said, this is science. Yeah. This, this is important. Yeah. Because a lot of people go on the science rather than going on the faith. Yeah. And when science comes up, then we have a very interesting answer. Yeah. So what we have, okay, I don't know if your listeners can imagine getting a piece of paper in front of you, whatever big, if it's an A size four piece of paper, but imagine that that piece of paper in front of you is uh, the width of a millimeter. Okay. Now, you would have thought that, okay, right, half a millimeter, you fold the paper and then you fold it again. So every time you're half in it and you're going back. Well, you would think that you can just keep on going and going and going and going and going and going indefinitely. Yeah. Well, you can't. It's going to end. Blank uh, 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 has got this, this, this figure, and I'm just going to read a few sizes out, where you get to a certain point, Yes. right, where you can't go anymore. Now, I won't say that you'll hear a, hit a plank or hit a wall. No, be, no. <laughs> I, it I just ends. That. It, 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 you get to a point where you can't go anymore, and then you get into what they call non-locality. That is a thing where uh, it, it's something that Einstein uh, couldn't accept till the day he died. And that basically, uh, non-locality is, is something when something just basically appears and disappears again. And there, there is no answer. Correct. And, and it's like that all... The whole universe is linked together, but you don't know with what. Now, 
Just follow yeah, with me, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. So let's just take some of these 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 measurements, right? So if we take a, a millimeter, one millimeter, okay? Well, in this one millimeter, imagine dividing it a thousand times, right? Yep. A thousand times. A thousand times one millimetre. One millimetre. And then just take one of those, and that is called a, a micrometer. Yes. Right, so a micrometer is quite small. Then take that micrometer and divide it another thousand times. Oh, my goodness. Right? Now, you yeah. know by now you're putting your glasses on and you, you're trying to you, see you, it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you're trying to... Well, one of those little... Little yeah. one thousandths... Of. Actually, of, of, of a micrometer is a nanometer. Okay. Now, a nanometer... So this for, is where we got nano. A nanometer. So, yes. So yep. just to give you a scale now, yeah. your fingernails yes. are growing one nanometer per second. Right, okay. That gives you yeah, some scale. Give, give, you, give you an idea of trying to bring this to some okay. thinking so, place. Of, so we can go on, we can go through picometers. The whole lot. Yeah, we could just go on another three degrees of... Yeah, of yeah, okay. yeah. And you get to a point... Where? Where you get to the fabric of space. Yes. Where basically, theoretically, yeah. uh, things are just popping in and out of existence. Got it. All right? And... What I'm saying is that you get to the point where you're breaking into the fabric of the fifth dimension, which is the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm, realm. yeah. And so when we take about, take, let's take our Lord and Mm Saviour, he was resurrected flesh and bone. Yeah. Right? Not blood. Not blood. Flesh and bone. Yeah. Glorified body. Yes. He wasn't a ghost. He made that clear himself. He could eat. But what he could do, he could suddenly appear in a room. Yeah. Be tangible. You yeah. could hold him physically. Thomas. Okay, you've got it in one. The yeah. Good old Thomas. Yeah. All right. And Step then him through. So the only way that you can. So this is really. So this is important to New Testament stuff because here yep. we have Christ. Yep. Come back. Yep. In physical existence with the natural eye. Yep. But actually, spiritual. Yep. He 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 pure, then. Pure. Untouchable. Yep. But appearing everywhere to over five hundred—is that what it says? That's right. Yeah, appeared, oh, yeah. The appear- and then it says he walked on um, the Emmaus uh, road. Yeah. So there is a, a walking in progress. So there is this physical Christ, but oh gosh, this is he's, getting he, deep. He, he's he's a physical Christ. Because he's resurrected, and so our bodies would be like his when when we're changing the twinkling of an eye, where you will dwell straight into the spiritual realm. You see, the spiritual realm... Has no blood. Of course he had no blood. He shed it all for you and me. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. So, right, so there's no blood. Yeah. So the cross, that we see the shedding of blood. Mm -hmm. So when he died and he came back, there is no blood. The glory of God. Yeah, the same spirit. The same spirit. Yeah. So here we have clear evidence hmm. of this spiritual realm yep. walking on the physical. You see, his body, yes. right, uh, was designed because we you know we believe in the incarnate incarnation, yes. absolutely. So he was truly God, but also he was truly man. Man, all right. And so here you see the link between the, being the yeah, first Adam. Yeah. Adam was created for the physical and spiritual, but he blew it. Yes. So Jesus comes back. Yeah. To redeems that. So when he physically comes back at the second coming, coming, he's redeeming it, mankind, back to the order it was before it was. Adam blew it. Got it. All right? Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? That's exciting stuff. Okay. It's I just glorious. want to finish with, 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 with looking at an atom. 
but can I just do this? You can, or? you can. Yeah. When we're talking about Christ appearing as he appeared and he came and he stepped through the wall, suddenly listening and, and, and following Roy has taken us on this journey, suddenly that scripture becomes more, I don't like to use the word feasible, but understandable because yeah. you need to understand the spiritual realm. Yeah. So when the scripture referenced that, you can yeah. go, that wall was nothing. Correct. But if you yeah. don't grasp the <laughs> spiritual realm, people are going to go, he didn't step through the wall. You yeah. A physical, no, a physical can't. But yeah. when you link the spiritual and you bring everything together with what you're saying, yeah. now you can see how yeah. Christ appeared over in different places, like yeah. this, like that, walking on the road, walking through, coming mm. through. Now there is, so it's important for a believer to understand how strong and how important it is to mm. understand Genesis, because Genesis teaches, and as you clearly mm. brought to light, mm. interesting the word light, mm. how it links. Mm. So this will make a lot of believers mm. think and understand very differently how things are more possible, yeah. because that spiritual world mm. was linked through Christ. And, and what's going to happen, you see, we, we, we can talk about the tribulation period, but when you get into the great tribulation the great, period, yeah. that's the latter three and a half years, is that there's such phenomenal that that the bottomless pit, the abyss yeah, in, in, the in abyss. Revelations 9, is open. And, and what is that is a clear breach of the spiritual realm coming and manifesting into the physical realm. So people that think, oh, the Great Tribulation is just going to be a bad three and a half years, they haven't got no, a clue what it is. You're, t- you're talking about celestial beings manifesting in the physical realm. And even for some of your listeners might find, well, that's... that's, that's, that's well, the Bible teaches it. The Bible, yeah. So and, this, this yeah. is our, it's important, isn't it, that, that doctrine is completely... Yeah needed within the uk and the westernized because this this is so strong and we are there is evidence to see where we sit now yeah and if the church doesn't grasp this sort of stuff it's going to be lost in the abyss yeah, yeah. It, it's it's gonna it's gonna be completely yeah. gone yeah this is really critical for a believer because when when you understand and you grasp this and the listeners that are out there and go back and keep listening and asking god to reveal this this is this is easy to grasp mm. because God is through this and speaking through this. Yeah. I want to sort of just yeah, close, finish up clo- on... I just want to clo- close up on, on the makeup because we said about the nature of the spiritual realm and the physical realm. I just want to say that God's put his stamp, okay, because I believe that God is triune, okay? okay. Yeah, I, believe, yeah. I believe there's yeah. one God. One God, Okay, yeah. but in three different forms. Yes. Right? When you start to get into uh, an atom, mm-hmm. all right, there are three members of an atom. Three members, but even then, when you take a proton, so you've got a proton, a neutron, and an electron, okay? So the yeah. proton and the neutron, that's in an atom. Yeah. If let's, let's just take the proton. Yeah. You go into that proton, there are three quirks. In three. That. Three. Interesting. Right. So, so you've got a line of three right into the heart, and then see a, a quirk um, is extremely small, and I'm not going to get into to, to that now, but y- you can just see. Uh, the Godhead sort of in it just putting his stamp on the most smallest uh, molecule you can even imagine, you know, like there are three. So you've got you've got a you've got this quirk, you've got three of them, you've got two up or one down, depending on the proton. And then you've got in that proton yeah. and neutron, you've you have you have got those three elements, electron, proton and neutron, 
uh, within the atom. And so right down, you just see the hallmark of the of. Godhead. Though it's one unit, they're all in harmony, you know, so... Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. You know, so that was just... Science my, Science and faith work together, don't they? Oh, absolutely. I, 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 you, when you study science and physics and when you bring everything together, for me, this, this hour together has just quickened and opened up my understanding yeah. so much more. Yeah. And to me, coming back to that good old Thomas again... Yeah. That is a critical part of for my belief system to understand. Mm. You know what? Now it makes mm. it more clearer to me. As a, I believed that he walked through, yeah. but now I've got an understanding how he can come through. Yeah, yeah. So this is really interesting. It's really important because we're bringing the spiritual to the natural, the natural, and, and everything. And, and and especially when you when you fuel that with science, mm. yeah, you've it's done. Yeah. How do we finish this? Well, how, well, are, how saying, are we going to bring this to I, a full stop? I think we're living in exciting days, uh, Most Ben. Uh, really exciting days, and we're a privileged generation to be alive in these days. And uh, uh, I, I think that I'm quite confident that uh, there is intelligent design, and, is, and it's yeah. all over yeah, the yeah. atom. You yeah, just yeah. look at the atom; incredible intelligent design. Even if some of your listeners are struggling with the concept of God, yeah. man is without excuse. You know, without man is without excuse. excuse. Without Stricture. excuse, there is uh, a designer, and and that designer is sovereign and is in control. Hallelujah! Yeah. Thanks be to God, Roy. We thank you so much for coming back, and uh, I pray that you will find another window for another hour before you disappear, or however many we can we can capture you for. May God bless you. Yeah. You know, this has been really really interesting. This is great stuff. You know. I've actually really loved this time together with Roy. It has really accelerated, if you could ever use that word, in 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 uh, Christianity. It has really quickened my faith. It has given me more hope. It has opened my heart, my mind, my thinking, my understanding of everything that we look at. So, Roy, I thank you so much, and uh, thank God for your life and uh, your family and everything about you. And may God bless you. So there you go. Brothers and sisters, world, whoever you are, wherever you are, in this dimension that we live in, may God bless you and strengthen you in the mighty name of Jesus. You can find us on so many social platforms and uh, just just have a share away. May God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much.